dressed in white, beckoning at the end of a tunnel. No, nothing like that. Nothing at all. Maybe I was going, he grins at her, elsewhere. At that moment, a bright light from the TOU truck blazes on the front door, which is opening slowly. A woman stands there, looking blinded and disoriented, clutching a bundle to her chest, perhaps a baby. One of the men in black calls to her, urging her to walk forward. She puts a hand to her eyes against the glare and begins to move, painfully slowly towards the light. After she has taken four or five steps, there's a sharp noise, muffled inside the car, like the branch of a tree cracking, and a woman falls. Then several more shots, and they get a glimpse of a figure in the doorway toppling backwards into the house. Fuck! Deb grinding her cigarette out. Black figures are running forward. They get out of the car and wait. Watch the T.O.U. secure the scene and call the Ambos to the victims. Scene of crime join in, filming, and when the last black figure has cleared the house, the white overalls move inside. The last one waves from the doorway, and Harry and Deb move forward to look at the bodies. The woman, shot in the back, has fresh bruising all over her face and arms. The bundle she was carrying is a white woolen jacket. In the hallway, stretched out on the floor, lies her killer. They have an ID now, Stefan Gannis, known to police as an armed robber and dealer in methamphetamine. Deb opens his lips to expose the blackened and missing teeth of the meth user. She pulls back an eyelid and looks at the pupil. High as a kite. She seems enthusiastic about poking about in the corpse, and Harry turns away. Not squeamish, God knows, just a feeling, close to superstition, that the dead are out of it and deserve to be left alone. The T.O.U. men, they are all men, have put two bullets in him, and Harry is thinking ahead. Police shooting, the critical incident investigation team from another command brought in quickly. When that happens, they'll most likely all be cleared out and interviewed, and he's impatient to have a look around the house before then. He begins to move off. Deb says, what's this? She's rolled up the man's sleeve to inspect his tattoos, and she points to a solid block of black cross-hatching on his left biceps. Harry squats down and makes out a pattern faintly visible beneath the hatching. He's inked over another tattoo. Old girlfriend's name? No, an emblem of some kind. Probably a bikey logo. Looks like he got kicked out of one of the gangs. You don't get to keep the colours. Come on. They begin to move quickly through the rooms all of them in chaos, as if the place has been trashed. Almost all of the stuff tossed about seems to be hers, except for one small corner with T-shirts and a pair of heavy biker boots. Above them he has haphazardly taped a spread of photos to the wall, a little shrine above the Harley boots. There are several pictures of him with some hairy, beefy blokes all grinning at the lens. A faded old snap of a middle-aged woman, arms folded, perhaps his mother, a photo of a white tow truck. Harry studies the pictures carefully, making his own record of them with his phone. He can just make out the name painted in vivid letters on the truck door. One Three Auto Smash. He peels the photo off the wall and slips it into an evidence bag. Deb looks over his shoulder. What's that? Reluctantly, he offers her the plastic pouch and she examines the photo inside. Important? He shrugs. She peers more closely.
Why 13? The 13th letter of the alphabet is M, short for meth. Really? A tow truck from hell. Just the sort of thing you'd want in an emergency. Can't see the rego. I'll see if the techs can bring it up. She starts to ask him why, but he turns and moves onto the mess in the kitchen. Crime scene will have bagged and removed any drugs, cash and weaponry and taken 3D laser scans of all the rooms, which will have recorded every dent and scratch and bloodstain. The two of them sift through the debris anyway without result. It's after 5am when they're told to leave by the critical incident team. Outside, they see the TV cameras and reporters at the barriers waiting for the local area commander to give a media briefing. Harry's phone rings. Superintendent Marshall. Bob the job. He pictures the old man in his pyjamas.